Welcome, everybody, to Make Marriage Work. Welcome. Today's episode is uh, pretty special. We were able to talk with Trey and Rachel Smith, who are close friends of ours. I went to high school with, with, with Trey and Rachel. Um, they are true high school sweethearts, um, and they post the cutest prom slash high school dance pictures um, on their on their anniversaries, on their Instagrams and Facebook. Uh, They're awesome pictures. Y- yes. Maybe so. we'll get to share some of those on our <laughs> Instagram. So go and check those out. Um, Trey is the head coach for the boys basketball team at Cypress High School. And Rachel works as a dentist. They have a cute little boy named Ezra. And we were so happy that we were able to talk with them. And this episode is so good. They um, really get vulnerable and talk about some of the hardest moments they've had in their relationship and periods where it was really challenging um, to make their marriage work um, and how they kind of got through that. They talk about um, how Rachel started dental school like a week or something after they got married and how that was really difficult. Um, And then we also talk about when the husbands have sometimes thrown food when they're angry. (laughs) So look forward to that. And then as always, at the end, we'll have work it's for you, work it takeaways that you and your partner can talk through and apply to your own relationship. So stay tuned for those as well. But let's get to the episode. Let's do it. This is Make Marriage Work a podcast for happy couples who are ready to learn how to argue better and connect more. We're Strawns and Mallory Wolfgram. Mallory is a couples therapist, but this podcast isn't therapy. It's chatting with real couples like you about how to make marriage work. At the end of each episode, we give you clear takeaways that you can try out in your own relationship. All right, let's get going. You guys are coming to us live from Utah. That's correct, right? West Valley City, Utah, baby. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here. We are excited to have you guys both. Um, we're just going to dive into the questions. So our first question is, what do you love most about your partner? Um, what I love most about Trey is that he, whatever he's doing, he gives it 100%. Um, whether that's at his job as a basketball coach or at home, um, being a husband and a father, especially being a father, that's like where I really see him excel, but he has a really strong work ethic and he isn't afraid to fail and learn and grow and just always giving it a hundred percent to better himself in whatever he's working on. And that really translates to our home life and being present and helpful. Um, He's not like your typical husband that thinks, oh, cleaning or cooking or taking care of the kids is the wife's job. Um, He really does probably more cooking, cleaning, and taking care of the baby than I do. Um, He just really is full force and it just makes our house flow much easier because he's a really great team player. Love that. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. And um, for me, um, you know, 
Rachel is probably one of the most selfless um, individuals that I know. Uh, she's not always, she's never really thinking about herself. She's always thinking about what she can do to um, make somebody feel better or to brighten up the day, um, especially for me and Ezra. And, you know, another thing about her is she's just a go-getter type. Um, ever since we were, I met her in uh, elementary and we started dating in high school, um, she's always been uh, someone who takes her academics and her job very serious. And she's a very hard worker. And um, the, the best thing about her, though, is her, is her being a mother um, and a wife. I had a friend tell me that once you have a child uh, with your spouse, you begin to, you know, you just love them more. And I didn't really understand what he was saying um, until we had our, our first kid. And, um, you know, the way she takes care of Ezra, um, the things she does for um, me as her husband and the way she, the things she does around the house and to take care of her family, um, it's... It's great. And, you know, she's my best friend. So it's easy for us to, you know, get along and uh, be partners. Love it. Awesome. We love that question. It's just fun to hear. Yeah. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of a good icebreaker for, uh, you know, for those who we're chatting with. And um, I think that's really cool, Trey, how you kind of expressed how, um, you know, when, when Ezra was born, um, it really allowed you guys to kind of get to know each other, um, you know, maybe on a different level or, it allowed you guys to kind of um, discover something new uh, within each other. Mm -hmm. um, second question is, what is a funny or relatable argument or conflict you guys have worked through together? Uh, we don't fight very often, which those who know us personally might be surprised by that because we're both kind of like firecrackers. Um, we don't fight very often. When I noticed that we are arguing or having a hard time is usually when um, we are kind of keeping score. And by that, I mean, you're kind of keeping track of, well, I did the dishes and I made the bed and I stayed up for an hour with the baby last night and Trey hasn't done any of that. And then I start to feel resentful and kind of like in my head, keeping tally marks of all that I'm doing and all that he's not doing. And then we start bickering about dumb things that you know, typically aren't bothersome. Um, but if we are really just like, oh, I'm going to pack Trey's lunch because I know he has to wake up early in the morning, or I'm going to start a load of laundry because I know Rachel needs work clothes, or just kind of thinking about the other person and doing more service in the house, then I think that we, instead of kind of keeping track of what I'm doing and what you're not doing, I'm keeping track of, okay, well, this is what needs to be done for us to be able to win. We both have time at the end of the night to spend together. We're not doing laundry. We're not cooking. We're not, you know, doing household chores. We can actually sit down and enjoy the little amount of time that we actually have together. Um, and, and then, you know, if Trey's doing something for me, because I work late hours, if I come home and he's cooked and he's cleaned, um, it makes me want to, okay, now what can I do for Trey? because he did that for me. And so then it becomes more like you're doing it for positive reasons. And then you don't get that built up like me versus them. I do everything around here type of mentality. 
And then we work together as a team and it allows us to take, like I said, take more advantage of the amount of time that we have together to not be up doing chores or whatever it may be that we can actually enjoy that time together. One time though, I did as when you said something funny, one time I did um, say something that really made Trey mad and he had just went and picked us up some fast food <laughs> and it made him really mad and he picked up our lunch and threw it at the wall and the bag <laughs> the bag like exploded like one hamburger hit this wall one hamburger hit that wall the fries hit the back door like it just exploded over our entire house and then like the ketchup was like 10 feet up the wall it was, and then- bar- it was barbecue sauce wasn't ketchup it was barbecue it was a it was a, a western burger from uh, Carl's Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had to like it's- scrub it off the walls and then he just really then we both didn't have lunch and he had to clean it off the entire house basically <laughs> so yeah we do have fights <laughs> I, you know, and we I- act immature sometimes I had to show some, uh, you know, I had to show some humility there with the cleaning up my own mess, but, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, you know, we, um, you know, what helps us, you know, get through, get past the argument and stuff sometimes is, you know, we have, um, our set of chores that we both do, you know, we, we split it half and half, you know, I got things that I do, um, that I, and then things that Rachel does that I don't like to do. And I do things that I do that are part of my chores that Rachel doesn't particularly like. So, um, I think it works out for the both of us and, um, you know, it's just kind of how we do things. And another thing that we do is specifically during my basketball season, um, cause the hours are so grueling and it gets a little tough is, um, you know, whoever gets home first is usually the one that cooks dinner that way, you know, when the other person gets home, it's, you know, it's ready to go wherever the case might be. But, you know, it just comes with, uh, honestly just communicating. And, um, you know, helping each other out when you can, because it's, you know, it's not about when you get married and especially when you have, you know, you have kids with your spouse, it's not about you anymore. It's about, um, your family and you got to do whatever to take care of. Yeah. I love that. What you both, well, first of all, I love the hamburger throwing image. This wasn't when we were like. Six. This is two months ago. <laughs> That's awesome. It reminds me of Strons has thrown a blueberry muffin at the wall before <laughs> when he was frustrated and it, the blueberries stained the white wall. Um, so, yeah, very oh, relatable. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I also love just that idea, like how Rachel said, sometimes we can get into that place when we're keeping score. Um, but both of you guys are kind of talking about you've worked together it sounds like to come up with the system together and who does what and then how can we like think of it as doing it for us rather than them or kind of that against each other mentality where it's like just we're very much on the same team and doing this for our relationship and our home and for like the better of everything so diving a little deeper, what is one of the most challenging experiences you have been through as a couple and how did you get through it together? Um, personally, this was when we, you know, this is when we first got married. Uh, Rachel just got into dental school. We got married a week before I started dental school. Not the best timing. <laughs> yeah, not the best timing. 
but you know, I don't know. You're just, you know, you're, you're newly, you're newly married. You know, we've never, you know, lived with each other before. And, you know, you have all these like built up expectations, right? Like, you know, you're going to go out and go on all these dates and you're going to have all this time together. And, you know, like I said earlier, um, when Rachel does something, like she does it to the best of her ability, she puts in a ton of work and like, she's a grinder, you know? So when she first started dental school, she was going to class for going to school for, you know, eight hours. And then she gets home and she studies for eight hours and then she goes to sleep for eight hours. Like that was, that was the pattern for how long? For four years, you know, and it like, it took like, it took a major toll um, on me personally, uh, just cause, you know, I'm, you know, my love language is, uh, you know, I, I like to, I like to spend time with her and I like to go on dates and I like to be around her a lot, you know? So it was hard for me to, cause I'm not, I don't know, you know, we were living downtown in a new place and I just had all these other things like built up in my head um, and not being able to spend quality time with my wife um, was really hard um, on a relationship. So. And at that same time, I mean, that same year, Trey lost both of his parents in the same year. Mm-hmm. And, like, I couldn't even be – I couldn't miss school. I mean, I think I left early one day when Trey's dad died. Um, But I couldn't even, like, be at home with him when he was grieving because yeah. my schooling was just so fast-paced that if you missed any time, you were just, like – set up for failure like you couldn't catch up even just missing one day um and so we were newlyweds kind of put into this new situation of not really being able to spend any time together I was under a ton of stress just like learning how everything worked and being thrown in I mean we were taking like 40 plus credit hours that first year and then Trey's father passed away like a month after I started dental school and a month after we were married. And um, it was just a lot all at once. Yeah, that is a um, lot. And just like not being able to spend time together. And that's where we kind of realized that it was kind of an uh, me versus them mentality was forming because Trey was like, you know, doing all the shopping and he was doing all the cleaning because I literally was study mode 24-7. And, um, and so that's back then when we realized like there was a time I was only, we were only married for like two months and we had dated for 10 years before we got married. And there was a time, um, like two months after we got married, I was sitting at school and I was like, this is so embarrassing that I'm going to get divorced. Mm. Like I literally thought that we weren't going to make it because like, we were both just so miserable at that point and it had only been two months and I was like, can you get an annulment? Like, how does that work? Um, but you know, we both had to just like sit down and say, I'm not unhappy with you. I'm unhappy with this situation. So how are we going to ease each other's burdens so that the very little amount of time that we do get together that we make the most of it. And so I think that's where our foundation was built was back then um, because we really didn't have a lot of time and 
a lot of the workload did fall on Trey. And so we had to kind of decide, okay, what chores are going to be yours? What chores are going to be mine? What, what time do we have to spend together? What are we going to do to make most of that time? Um, and so things became more of a routine for us. And that's just something that we've carried seven years later. Yeah. Can I ask, so, I mean, I appreciate all of this that you guys are sharing and kind of the vulnerability and heaviness of it. And can I ask, um, Rachel, when you were having that moment of like, oh my goodness, are we going to get divorced? Um, and like you said, feeling miserable, was it like we were just so distant? Like, what did it look like that shifted so kind of drastically because of the craziness of your schedules and everything you were going through? What did it kind of look like that made you guys realize, okay, we really need to like change things up? Um, I think what it came down to is that I knew Trey had expressed to me that like, you know, I expected to be able to see you more often. I didn't realize Mm -hmm. you were going to be gone all this time. Um, and so it was kind of a frustrating moment for me just because it felt like there was whatever decision I made, I was going to fail. If I chose to spend more time with Trey, I was going to fail at school. And if I chose to spend more time studying for school and excelling at that, that I, my marriage was going to fail. Yeah. And so it was a really tough situation because it felt like I had to pick one of the two most important things to me. Obviously, Trey's more important than school, but I had also known that I was going, you know, I had worked all this time to be able to get into school. And so um, I think that that was the hardest part. And then I like came home from school one day. I think it was that same day. And I came home and I was like, okay, you and I have been together for 10 years. Like we're not getting divorced. So we need to figure out what we're going to do to make this work. And Trey was just like taken aback. He was like, divorced? I never said anything about getting divorced. <laughs> I don't know, but that's what it feels like to me because I know how unhappy you are. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so I think that it just came from being vulnerable. And that's not a comfortable place to be to say, you know, this is where I'm at. Even when it's somebody that you've been with more than half your life when it's somebody that you trust wholeheartedly. I mean, there are times now when being vulnerable is like, Oh, it just makes my insides like cringe. Um, (laughs) but just having the conversation and being able to say, well, this is what is really bothering me. I want more time with you. Okay. Well, that's actually very sweet that that's why you're upset. Not because you married me and decided, Oh, you're a terrible person or I actually hate being married to you or whatever. It was just that we weren't seeing enough of each other. And so I think just having that open communication made me realize, okay, Trey doesn't want to get divorced. He actually wants to spend more time with me, not less time with me. How can we make this work? So it was kind of about Trey expressing, I like didn't realize it would be this crazy. I need more for our relationship to work. And then for you to kind of take that and think through it and then be like, kind of expressing how heavy it was for you and kind of what you needed as well to kind of find a way to just work through the craziness together. Right. Yeah. The importance of communication. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) As opposed to like assuming that somebody has, you know, assumes that somebody has like 
bad intentions or assuming that right. Trey, Trey, Trey doesn't like me because of, you know, right. who knows what. Exactly. But that Trey just exactly. really wanted to spend more time with, with you. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I think like two months probably felt like a really long time to have that. I mean, so much happening and so much changing. Um, but kind of looking yeah. back now, it's like two months was actually the fact that you guys talked about it. And we're like, we need to figure this out two months in rather than two years in probably made a really right. big difference. too. All right. So um, how do you guys stay close and connected? Well, first, I just want to thank you guys for sharing those oh, experiences yes. because, again, those are vulnerable and beautiful. And I think a lot of people relate and learn from those. So thank you for sharing all that. Thank you. No problem. Um, how do you guys stay close and connected? Um, how we stay close and connected. We, we try to, the biggest thing for us, like, to, like this whole like quarantine thing that we're in right now, uh, mm-hmm. this whole, you know, pandemic that's going on, you know, we, we, me and Rachel, we're very, very, very similar in ways that like, we like a lot of the same things. Um, and what makes it great for us is like, we're really best friends, you know, like there's people out there that are married to each other, but are they really best friends? You know, sometimes I don't, I don't know. And I don't, and I have no clue, but me and Rachel, like, she's like my best friend through and through, like she would do anything for me. I'll do anything for her. So I think it makes it, that makes it easy. Um, but you know what? I do just like weird things. Like we always have date nights even though they're like at our house on Wednesday nights, like our favorite show comes on. I call them date nights. I don't know why I started doing it, but I just do. They're quarantine date nights. You know, we always got to go out and get some Oreo shakes and we just, you know, <laughs> we, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just stupid little things like that. And we don't, you, I mean, you don't have to do like grand gestures mm. to be able to remain close to somebody. I mean, I think really all it comes down to is how you spend your time. Are you choosing to spend your time with your friends every weekend? Are you planning girls' nights every, you know, every weekend? Or are you really setting aside time because now that we're not working, weekends are the time that we both have off. We know that that time is going to be dedicated to one another, whether that's going and watching a basketball game, something that Trey really loves, or if it's going to be, you know, working around our yard or whatever. Um, We just know that – the time that we have set apart, we're going to be doing something together, whether that's, you know, with our friends or our family or alone. Um, But we know that that's the time that's carved out and we're going to kind of hold that time sacred and not abuse it or waste it. And, and then that makes each of us feel important when I know that, you know, Trey could be out playing basketball but he chooses to stay home or to help me with whatever I need or to spend time with our son. Um, Cause I know that we're his number one priority based on his actions and same thing. Like he knows that I could be out hanging out with my friends or going out doing whatever, but I choose to be doing, you know, falling in love with basketball just because I know that's the only way I'll get to see him or whatever <laughs> it may be. But um, how we stay close is we just, carve out that time and we don't waste it or take it take it for granted and we try to do date nights pretty regularly or 
we have a lot of people that really, for some reason, want to hang out with our son. And so, because <laughs> he's the cutest. <laughs> so, we take him up on it and utilize babysitters and, you know, make sure that we're spending quality time together as husband and wife and not just as mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like how you said we carve out that time and then we treat it as sacred and make sure the other person knows we value them and how Trey said it can even be just watching a show and grabbing shakes right simple and cheap but we're planning on it we're planning on that time to really spend together and make it count right yeah yeah I also really like Rachel how you said like you know Trey has this interest in watching basketball and um, you know, maybe you may not be as invested in, in, in basketball as, as Trey no is one or is. As, no one as, is. as no huge one is. as a fan as Trey is, but you're like, you know what, this is something that Trey likes and I want to support him. And also this is a good time for us to spend some time together too. Yeah. I like it. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So our last question is what is your number one tip for others to make marriage work? Um, I don't know. It's it's obvious. It's gonna sound just so cliche, but and I didn't, and I didn't realize this until I was probably, I don't know, a a couple years into marriage. But like communication just goes such a long ways, and you gotta, and it's the it's the most important thing. You know, not even not just in marriage, but in life, like in your in your job in your career. Um, when you're communicating with your kids, you know, with your boss, whatever it is, like you, you need to communicate any problems or, um, you know, express any amount of love that you want to give, you know, you have to communicate, communicate those things, you know, and if there's anything that, you know, a newly married couple, uh, should really focus on, I think communication is number one. Mm hmm. So communicating, I heard you say communicating needs and problems and wants and just kind of putting it all out there, kind of like you were talking about earlier as well. And what I, and what I meant by that, Mal, is like, you know, there's nothing with, there's, it's okay to have humility, you know, um, like as an individual. And that's something that I've just always, you know, preached and been okay with you know to this like Rachel mentioned earlier you know it's okay to be vulnerable sometimes there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that um with just laying it out there whether you're in the wrong or not it is what it is um but that's and that's the the great thing about you know being married and connected to somebody else um is they can see you at you know your worst moments and still love you unconditionally so I just Mm -hmm. I think that's important yeah. And I think also like communicating like if you're proud of someone or they look nice or they did a good job at something or how much you love them like I think a lot of times it can go unsaid, you know, if whatever, somebody does a good job at something or they look nice or you love them that you know, they know I love them because we're married and we live together and we see each other every day and I give them kisses before I go to bed. But I think communicating that and expressing that just kind of reiterates and helps reinforce that foundation so that you never get confused or you never let like self-doubt or whatever 
come in and say, oh, well, are we actually happy or whatever? Because I would know because Trey tells me all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then what I would say is mine is just, it's what I always write in people's, you know, when you like go to a wedding and you like sign the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I always write like put each other first. Because I think if you can do that, um, everything else will kind of just fall into place. If I'm always thinking of what's going to be best for Trey, what's going to make him happy, what's going to make our house run smoother, then everything else falls into place. Because like I said, if I'm serving Trey, then he's going to say, okay, now what can I do to help her out? And then he starts serving me back. And now it's kind of like this race or this game of like who can do more for who or who can be more helpful or whatever and then um everything else just seems to fall into place and then you're happier but if you are looking out for yourself or being selfish with your time or not communicating or whatever it may be then it does create some resentment and it creates like a me versus them mentality again and so I just think if you can put the other person first think from their perspective you know like if we're getting into an argument I'm like okay when Trey said that like is that what he really meant or am I taking offense to something that wasn't intended okay well I know Trey and I know he's a good person and he wouldn't say that to me to intentionally hurt my feelings okay so where was he coming from okay well now I understand that he probably misunderstood or or he he knows something more that I don't know or whatever it may be and then I can say okay is this what you meant okay you didn't mean that so let's sit down and have a conversation about it because I know his character um and that's why I really like following your guys page on Instagram because there's been like a lot of tips that I've like explained to Trey because like I said we both are firecrackers we you know sometimes (laughs) throw hamburgers against the wall Uh, (laughs) And so there's like tips on there that I really like, especially like the timeout where you just like take some time away from each other, like in the heat of the moment so that you don't say or do anything that you're going to regret later. Because we've all been there where you you get your feelings hurt and then you just snap back with something like, I know this is going to hurt their feelings back, so I'm just going to say mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I've learned a lot of tips from following your page that Trey and I have tried to incorporate into our lives so that we can communicate better and make our fights fewer and farther in between. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. That's super sweet. And it's fun to then be learning from you guys and all of your wisdom about relationships as well. I love I love both of those takeaways of like, it's, it's like the simple kind of like basics of like communication and putting each other first, but I love the way you guys are describing them of um, like how it's the humility and the vulnerability of communication, but also like the positive and um, just letting them know that you love them. Um, and then just Rachel, your piece of like kind of all the different ways, like you started with putting each other first, but it shows up in Um, chores that shows up in like communication and the hard conversations and arguments and um, I think those are super solid really helpful ways of describing those pieces oh good (laughs) good (laughs) Um, I think we got through everything that was awesome thanks so much for 
coming on, guys. Yeah. You guys we, are the best. Yeah, we surely appreciate it. And we know, um, you know, we have somebody out there who may be able to apply uh, some of your guys' insights and experiences that you guys have been able to go through as a couple. And uh, hopefully it will be able to improve their relationship and their marriage as well. So thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, thanks for it. Was, it was great to hear from you guys and hope you guys are doing well. And, you know, we appreciate the opportunity you guys just gave us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. We'll talk soon. All right. Was that episode so good? So many awesome takeaways. Um, and here's just a couple that stuck out to us that when we give you these workouts, we really want you to sit down with your partner and like read each one, listen to each one, pause it and talk through it together and write stuff down. Just do whatever you need to do to actually get some concrete change in your relationship. We really believe that just discussing these takeaways, these workouts can help positively shift your relationship. So you ready, babe? Let's work it. Work it. Come on, work Working number one, are there places in our relationship that we keep score and shouldn't be? Are we doing something or acts of service where we're going to hold it against our partner or are we actually doing it for the better of our relationship and actually genuinely serving our partner? Work at number two, are there hurts your partner has expressed that you can be more understanding about rather than assume the worst? So I thought it was really powerful when Trey and Rachel shared um, when she started dental school and Trey was having a really hard time with the lack of time they had together and he expressed he wasn't happy. And Rachel talked about she could have interpreted that as he's not happy with me, he wants to leave me. Um, But instead, she really tried to listen and talk about it. And she heard that um, this was about Trey missing spending time with her, and that was actually really sweet, is what she said, and made her want to work with him to figure it out. And I think sometimes when our partners come to us with hurt, um, we can get defensive or frustrated and really looking for why are they hurt? Is it coming from a place of love, and can I meet them in a place of love? So talking with your partner about are there some hurts um, that – We assume the worst that we could shift that into something good. Working number three, how do you spend your time and can you hold your time together to be more sacred? I really love how Trey and Rachel carve out time in their busy schedules to spend time together just one-on-one, either them getting milkshakes or watching a show when Ezra's down, I think is essential to... Um, a relationship and this is a really good time for for you to talk with your partner on how you guys can spend um, some time together one-on-one without the kids no distractions to strengthen your guys's relationships so we hope you can sit down with your partner and talk through those workouts and have some helpful conversations and we'll see you next time thanks guys
If you like this episode, we'd be super grateful if you would rate and review our podcast. And don't forget to tell your friends. It really does help other listeners find us. And make sure to find us on Instagram for more relationship tips at Make Marriage Work. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.